How is Petunia, by the way? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And also, Petunia's very naughty. <laughs> but also, she is made entirely of warm chewing gum. Because she is just, <laughs> like, in everything about her is just squishy and flappy and amazing. But That's also, funny. she's very naughty. She has teeth like a tiny, uh. ill-formed shark. <laughs> and she bites. And she howls. She howled the other night. Mm. It was heartbreakingly adorable. <laughs> but also infuriating because she's literally in the room with you howling. <laughs> what even? I'm right here. You need to not do that. <laughs> you weren't. First of all, you are as far away from your ancestor, the wolf, as you can physically be, dog. <laughs> oh. It's amazing. Anyway. At least you were awake. And she wasn't doing that while you were sleeping. She was doing it during supper. Ah. Oh. Yeah, I yeah. know, right? Yeah. The, the sheer audacity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to enjoy a meal here. No, I'm saying how audacious we were being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. <laughs> to not have her. Yes. Sitting at the table. Right, in the high chair. Yes. Yeah, next time. Oh, yeah. Okay. For sure. All right. Are we ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. So ready. I feel like this is really close again. Uh, well, it is It is pretty close. I can move it back just a bit if that makes you more comfortable. I mean, I could have done that too. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't have permission. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Do it. This, mm, let mm. me just get into it. If you... Have ever posted a piece of paper near the printer and then sat back and watched with utter delight as people shout at said printer (laughs) because what you posted is that said printer is now voice activated. (laughs) You may be a student of awesomeology. Awesomeologist to Awesomeology, the show where we find awesome things and dish them up just for you. My name is Sue. And I'm Vince. In this episode, <laughs> I oh, can't wait. Man. Oh, we friends. We have a, I don't a even know doozy. how to describe it, a doozy, a, a dark hole of humanity. <laughs> No, we're not getting into that part of it. But exactly. What what we are getting into is what I would describe as the lighter side of conspiracy theories. Yes. So we deliberately we have been talking about doing a conspiracy episode for depending on which conspiracy theory you believe. Yeah. Either a year or more, or oh, yeah. several thousand years, <laughs> and maybe in a different parallel dimension. <laughs> it seems like forever, but there yeah. are so many that to preface the discussion because mm-hmm. there's a particular type that we uh, 
decided to research and bring to the fore. We made to bring the conscious, to the fore. Oh, the, like the forefront to the fore. Okay. Yes. I, I was thinking, like, do you mean to the floor? To the no, to the to the four people that listen is what I mean. <laughs> no, to the four. To the, yes, to the four. I don't. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, it's a yeah, thing. that makes okay. sense now. It just took Thanks. me a minute. I'm, it's okay. I'm getting there. Okay, I had a flow. Yeah, I, and I broke it. You broke I my broke flow. Your flow. <laughs> All this to say, we there are a lot of very popular conspiracy theories that we think are challenging and interesting and perhaps cause us no small amount of mirth. (laughs) (laughs) But some of them are a little controversial. Mm -hmm. And so we deliberately tried to stay away from things. Hot button. Hot button things that we thought would upset people. Yeah. And there are some very specific ones that because we know people, what we didn't want to do is go down a road of like, ah, this person believes that thing and ha, ha, ha. Right. At them. Yes. So we pick things that were light and I think by being light, it means they're an extra level of ridiculous. Right? Sure. Don't you think so? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So... uh, so you got your preface. My prefaces. So we can't double preface. We're, we are definitely double prefacing. Okay. Uh, so, but as 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 the as the intro as not not the intro. We already did the intro as the lead into the first round of theories. Uh, I mentioned to you as we were coming down that like there was there's a specific category that uh, I came to. In my as ever casual research. <laughs> uh, but specifically because conspiracy theories, it's just so broad. Uh, literally, there are a metric ton mm-hmm. of conspiracy theories. So it's like, how do you narrow down and pick? So what I thought is, well, what what theories would come out of the 90s, the era that I grew oh. up in, right? The, the, wow. So, so that's where I started, just searching like 90s conspiracies, which then funneled into 90s TV shows, right? conspiracies. Again, there are stats. <laughs> it doesn't narrow it down a whole ton. <laughs> There's <laughs> there still are a lot a there. Yes. Um, so, but in that, my, my preface is for you, listener... Uh, do still tread cautiously. There, there are some, as we are going to point out, there's some lighter, some funner. That's not funner proper grammar. Not at all. But proper I love grammar, it. But there's, it's okay. there's some funner ones. There are also some really dark and more subversive ones. So just be aware as you're out there on the interwebs. Right. So, so we will share some links. Um, along with the podcast to some of the, the our quote-unquote research, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of things, as long as we are disclaimering up front, those links are not all safe for work. And <laughs> some of them lead you into a hole um, that you will never get out of. You will just end up 
going from YouTube video to YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of the links that I'll share have like. It's hard because they they'll some of them run the entire gamut of really really dark and right. subversive to really fun. So I think the ones that I'll share are just more on the lighter side, but okay. just in case. Yes, please. Once, what we want you to know is once you start. It's very hard to stop. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's true. It yeah. was just like we don't know if we're ever going to get out of it. There, my just like the entire the entire time, like I, it was the eleventh hour when I had mm-hmm. to be like, okay, I need to pick something <laughs> because it was it was less like deep dive on one thing and just like this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing and oh, also this thing. It was right. just fascinating. So, so things you will not hear. Moon landing being faked by Stanley Kubrick specifically. <laughs> um, anything, unfortunately, a thing that makes me sad is I could go on at length about the theory that Elvis faked his own death. Mm. That's a personal favorite of mine. I chose to okay. let it go because I think that's okay. that one's a little played out. But yeah, sure. What else will they not hear? Um, things that are politically charged. Right. Yeah. Anything anything that uh, Oliver Stone has already made a movie about, we're not going to touch on that. <laughs> we'll just move on. Right. Okay? You now, ready to start? Yeah. So ready to start. Okay. So who's starting? You want me to start? You, you go ahead start? and start. You're, okay. But you're first on the list. So. I, well, th- technically, yes. So first one, a f- pastime favorite movie of mine uh, I mean, pretty much any Disney movie is the the golden age of Disney movies is what we grew up in, right? Maybe that's, that's it feels okay. like it. Okay, so that's that's what I'm clinging to. But okay. Aladdin being one of those, and the theory is that Aladdin actually takes place. In the future, I am going to need a lot more context to okay. explain that. I hope you have brought all the oh, context. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, the theory posits that in one scene, the genie calls Aladdin's clothes, like references them, brushes them, like, "Oh, that's so third century." Okay. Right. So, if the genie was trapped in the lamp for ten thousand years, because w- I. It'll give you such a crick in the neck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he wouldn't have any way of knowing what the trends were while he was in there. Right. So therefore, if the last time he was not trapped in the lamp was during the third century. Okay. Then if he spent 10,000 years in the lamp, it would have to be at least the year 10,300. My brain just exploded. At least the year 10,300. At least. Yeah. Right. Okay. Wow. Think about it. So it's in the future. Yeah. So it would be, the theory would go, uh, it is actually a post-apocalyptic world in which uh, only Arabic and maybe some of the Greek culture survived. Okay. And so much, so far down the road that... uh, the name Arabia has devolved into Agrabah. Wow. 
Okay. Like I said, think about it. And this, <laughs> <laughs> and this would also explain. I'm trying to think of all of the different characters that Robin Williams as Genie does. I can only remember Jack Nicholson. I am sure there are more. So that would explain. So that happened, right? So those people had already existed rather than mm-hmm. being people in the future. So that's why he could do, I mean, also, it's a cartoon. <laughs> it's fictional. <laughs> but that would be why he could do impressions of people because they were long dead. Yeah. They weren't in the future. Right. But also he's magical. Yeah. So. Yeah. We got that. Happening. Got that going for us. Yeah. Boom. Boom. I love it. Can we pause a second? Sure. Is that my chair making all that noise? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't Is it picking up? Probably. Them? We probably won't be able to hear it on. Okay. Our, on the final product. Because I'm sitting here, I'm hearing that noise, and I'm like, does he know know his chairs? Oh. Yours is making that noise. Okay. So yours is a cheapy That sounds noise. like, I don't know what. It's like a little cheapy birdie. Yeah. yeah. Little birdie. Okay. <laughs> welcome to welcome to Osmology, where we record outside. <laughs> cheap, yeah. cheap, cheap, cheap. <laughs> and mine's more like a small duck. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. So... Uh, I am excited that your first theory had to do with cartoons because I felt like I was cheating with what I had because it's more of a fan theory, mm. right, than a conspiracy theory. Sure. But it is. Are you familiar with the, with the Flintstones? Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank heavens. <laughs> Only in vitamin form. <laughs> <laughs> Where they're doing you the most good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This theory is that the Flintstones take place in a post-apocalyptic future. Wow. Which I find so exciting. Wow. So, first of all, Mm -hmm. to really get get a handle on this theory, Mm -hmm. you have to understand that the Flintstones and the Jetsons are happening at the same time. So the idea is... Sorry, the audience can't see my eyes blinking. Right. So they're happening at the same time. But it's a post-apocalyptic future where the difference between the Jetsons and the Flintstones is their income. Okay? So in this theory, the Flintstones are living down on the ground where we are where we've basically decimated the planet, right, and had to start all over. Fortunately, there are animals, because otherwise I don't know how they would play records. (laughs) 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 But I'm getting to that, too. Wait. And then the Jetsons, who it says here, wait, I didn't even know this. The Jetsons live in Orbit City, which apparently I did not ever know it was named Orbit City. Mm. Um, And it's built above the clouds. Okay. So they can't see the Flintstones. The Flintstones can't see them ah. because they're separated by permanent smog. Yeah, right? Maybe. Sure. Okay. And because the people who can't afford to live in Orbit City are have are, are basically 
the poorest of the poor, <clears throat> they've gone back to handling things not entirely the way cavemen or post-cavemen, I guess, because they have houses and cars, not entirely the way <laughs> that ancient civilizations would have handled them because they have record players and dishwashers and cars, and I can't even think of all of the different things that they have. <laughs> um, but the reason that this theory says <laughs> the reason they have those things is they are taking what's available to them and emulating what they remember from the civilization before it was wiped out. Wow. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I could not be more excited by this idea. And I never really even liked the Flintstones all that much. <laughs> but this makes me want to rewatch it and then pretend the whole time that that's what's happening. Okay. What do you think of that one? Just wow. Just wow, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There, there was a shocking number of this... Basically, if you want a 90s TV show conspiracy, mm -hmm. here's the formula. <laughs> Insert show name. Right. Is a post-apocalyptic world. True. Boom. Right. <laughs> so many of them were. I also saw one that said that Breaking Bad... Do you, are you familiar with Breaking Bad? As a concept. So Breaking Bad, I saw the first three episodes. I haven't gotten any far. I haven't gotten very far into it. The whole thing is over. My son loved it. The point is, it centers around a character named Walter White, and um, he is a former science teacher, mm -hmm. or a science teacher. It, in the three episodes I've seen, he's still a science teacher. <laughs> um, who develops a formula for meth, I think. Something like Maybe that. Maybe drugs of some type. I need to pay more attention. You and, actually watched it. And then sells it with a partner, Jesse Pickman, who used to be his student. Okay? Okay. So that's the whole premise of that show. And then it like he his character devolves into like a criminal underground like mastermind, whatever. The theory that I saw is that Breaking Bad is the pre-apocalyptic story that goes along with The Walking Dead. Wow. So that it was the, chem the, the way that Walter White and Jesse Pinkman manufactured their drugs that created the virus that created the world of The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun. So that's pre-apocalypse. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, I snuck that one in. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Please that wasn't continue. on the list. Yeah, it wasn't on the list. I snuck it in. <laughs> uh, well, I think you should go with your next one. This one... But I saw. So, full disclosure, we listed just the... On our show notes, just the thing... That this mm -hmm. 
the, that the theory deals with, not what the theory is. So when I saw this next one, uh, I was very intrigued because I was an avid reader of this collection. Okay. So look away from your show notes. Okay. And can you spell Berenstain Bears? Uh, well, I just looked at it. Okay. okay. But yes. Yes. Spell but it's it. weird. It took me a while to get it down. Spell it. B-E-R-E-N-S-T-E-I-N. That's not how, that is not how it's spelled. Do you believe me? Uh, no. How you spell the Berenstain Bears could be proof of a parallel universe. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. So what is exciting about that, the way I spelled it on the show notes, is the way I think I think it's spelled. It's the way you think it's spelled, which is the E-I-N, mm-hmm. which would be like Berenstein mm-hmm. Bears, right? And in my head, that's how it was always pronounced mm-hmm. as a kid. That's not true. You agree, though. Before, before I get any further, you agree. Berenstein Bears, E-I-N. Uh, E-I-N, Berenstain Bears. Berenstain, okay. how I always pronounced it in my head. Okay. So. I don't know if that plays into what you're about to say or not, but. Possibly. It's so complicated. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) So here's how the way that you think Berenstain or Baron, if it's Berenstain or Berenstain and how it's spelled could indicate a parallel universe. I can't even now. I just said that sentence out loud. (laughs) So there are a startling number of people, according to this article, that believe the name has is and has always been spelt with E-I-N at okay. the end. Okay. Which it has. In fact, <laughs> it has always been A-I-N. It's named after <laughs> Stan and Jam Berenstain, who are the people the authors of it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Their name is B-E-R-E-N-S-T-A-I-N. Stain, like wood stain. And (laughs) the question comes up then, if it isn't always has been spelled that way, and in a way that is objectively easier to pronounce, right? Why do so many people believe that it's Berenstein and spelled with an E-I-N? So (laughs) there are a few theories about how this can happen. One of them. Sometime in the last 10 years or so, this is one theory is that sometime in the last 10 years, reality has been tampered with and history retroactively changed. So basically saying the people that remember it being Berenstein or spelled Berenstein mm-hmm. um, are a part of the timeline that existed before history was changed, and it was changed to Berenstain. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so when we were kids, it was Berenstain. Mm-hmm. Now it's Berenstain because history was changed. Another one, <laughs> which is so much more complicated, I can't, I'm not going to read it verbatim because I can't really make sense of it. 
um, is the parallel universe theory, which is that um, somehow we have undergone a phase, sh- a phase shift in all four dimensions, right? Mm-hmm. So that the reality we're living in at one time was Berenstein, is now Berenstain, the same thing with our mirror reality. And uh, something caused that. Let's see. Another one <laughs> is that it was a time traveler. This, this is, I'm going to read this paragraph verbatim because it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> Another theory posits that a time traveler sent back in time to stop the Y2K disaster inadvertently meddled with the Berenstein bear name in the process. But Reese, however, who is quoted in this article, rejects this theory because, quote, time travel doesn't actually work this way. Okay. <laughs> but let me also blow your mind. It's already been blown. I know. Let me continue. This whole thing falls under the category of examples of a phenomenon that people call the Mandela effect. Okay? in which a large group of people misremember the same detail. For example, are you familiar with Nelson Mandela? Uh, yeah. Do you know what happened to Nelson Mandela? No. Okay. So he, he was a civil rights leader in South Africa. He mm-hmm. protested apartheid. He went to jail. Okay? Okay. There are people who are absolutely certain that Nelson Mandela passed away while he was in jail in the 80s. In fact, he left jail and was president for a while. But even people who can see <laughs> see that that is an actual fact, he has he's passed away now, but even though we experienced that in our lifetimes, there are people who, if you ask them, their first answer would be that he died while he was in jail mm. in the 80s. See, that part I didn't know. Yes. So people think uh, that, the, so the, the big theory that explains all of the, explains, quote unquote, is that these are actually glitches in the matrix. <laughs> "Quote unquote," it's right here. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so they're just our, like, so that leads you down that road of we're living in a simulation. Okay, and okay. something glitched, whatever. Sure. Um, but uh, the the article that I found on it goes on to say human memory is faulty, but sometimes it's easier for people to assume the whole universe is wrong mm-hmm. rather than accept the idea well, that they might be. That's a fact. Yes. Yeah. No, what was so, like, I, I literally pulled it up, looked at it. I'm like, that, like, I can picture it in my mind. Right. So then I look at it, I'm like, no, that's wrong. That's objectively wrong. So I did, I think I have the link to this article about the Berenstain, Berenstain Bears. Um, and they included a picture. They included two pictures. Mm-hmm. Berenstein, Berenstein, like two covers of the books. Yeah. And if you look at them side by side, the one with an A 
looks objectively wrong to me. Right? And the other one looks right. Yeah. Wow. So. I, I don't think I can continue. Are you done now? I'm, I'm done. You're going to retire. I'm going to have to go lie down. Yeah, you re- really should. <laughs> Just wait. Just wait. Just, oh, boy. Okay. Okay. What do you got? Uh, ooh. So a favorite of conspiracy theorists, movie makers, tourists for the better part of the last hundred years mm-hmm. has been none other than the Loch Ness Monster. I am fascinated by the Loch Ness Monster. I'm so excited to hear what you have to say. Oh, there's, there is plenty. So... <clears throat> Uh, it all started in 1933 or 34, depending on your source. Uh, a local newspaper ran an article about a couple who claimed to see any, in, and I quote, an enormous animal rolling and plunging on the surface. Okay. Uh, oh, I, so I think... Maybe the article was in 33 and 34, perhaps. I don't have that specifically in my notes. Uh, a picture came out to the infamous... Oh, there's a name for it. Hold on, I have the article pulled up here. But the famous picture with the head sticking out of the lake. Okay. Which uh, sparked then... The, yes, taken April 19th, 1934, uh, but was later exposed, I believe, in the 90s as a hoax. Right, like the children or grandchildren of the person who did it. Yeah, I didn't confess that whole. Sure. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't get that far. Maybe in a parallel universe, that's what's happened. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, but what I thought was interesting, so lots of, lots of trying to find Nessie has happened over the years. Uh, most recently, probably, uh, a video released by the, let me, oh, did I? I closed the link, but let me pull it up here again. A video released by the something or other board. (laughs) The something or other board? (laughs) Okay. Let me find it here. I will just keep talking. Ah, the Ness District Salmon Fishery Board. Okay. So it is... Oh, maybe I'll show it to you here. It is a 28-second video... Yeah, I'll turn my computer around. And uh, after I close the ad, it is a underwater camera stationary. So on the bottom, I don't know at what on what part of the lock. And then if you watch, uh, they play the clip over and over again. Like right there, very long. Turn just turn your computer eel-like thing. So if you watch. Right there it is. Uh, 
Very faded. We'll include the link so you can watch for yourself. But okay. hard to see, nothing distinguishable, but sort of rekindled all of the Loch Ness. Truth. Truthers? Truthers? Is that what? Yeah. Sure. Something like that. <clears throat> there was a guy in particular, a Nessie Hunter. That's they call it. So the most dedicated finally concluded in 2015 that it was probably that... What what is thought of as the Loch Ness monster? He suspects is a Wells catfish, mm. which apparently <clears throat> is a native European catfish that could grow up to thirteen feet long. Wow, which is a big fish. That's a big fish. Yeah. So that's a shark sized fish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now. This hunter, uh, and I will quote, Steve Feltham, who gave up his girlfriend, house, and job in southwest England in 1991 to spend his life looking for the Loch Ness Monster, believes he has solved the mystery behind its many sightings. Can I, before you continue, can I just say, by means of editorial, if that's a choice he made... He did not give up his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> wow. If anything, Sick burn. if anything, that girl just left. <laughs> he wasn't like, I guess I have to leave you. And she wasn't like, oh, no, don't. She was like, yes, I guess you do. <laughs> Please continue. Yeah, that was, that was the end of the quote. Oh, so okay. That, uh, so he, after 15 years, concluded... It was, no, uh, more, what was it? Math. I can do math. In 91, the article came out in 2015. But I don't know when his conclusion was official. Okay. But so he spent a good long time at it. Good long time. So. His girlfriend married someone else. Catfish. Was probably very happy. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, so it, I thought, it, it's not... Well, it depends on how you classify conspiracy theory. It is more a theory that is well-loved by right. conspiracy theorists. Than an actually... Because a conspiracy theory by... Well, and some of the other things we're talking about, I guess, aren't technically... Like, it doesn't cover something up. So, so if you define a conspiracy theory as a theory that is... Something is the way it is because it is covering up... Right. Some usually ill-willed motive. Right. So what if I told you that one of the conspiracy theories around the Loch Ness Monster is that because Loch Ness, it's, it's very, so here's something I know. I, I know a shocking amount about the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> Ooh, enlighten us. <laughs> a thing that I know is that Loch Ness is one of the deepest inland locks mm. yeah. um, in the region. It's extremely deep. Which makes sense because the, uh, it is, uh, some of the, like the local officials say don't swim in there because right. it's absolutely frigid. Right. Like so, 41 degree water yes. all year round. 
And it is either connected, I think it's connected underground to Ooh. the ocean. Ooh. So. That's fun. I didn't know that. Right. So it's very deep. There's a connection to the ocean. And what, so what if I told you one of the conspiracy theories was that actually because it was so deep, um, the government was hiding people's theory is that people the government is hiding like a facility oh. right in the bottom of Loch Ness oh. that yes. Nessie is actually a result of mu- like genetic mutation mm. so but, is it like an underwater nuclear testing site <laughs> I'm I'm making it up. What I'm asking you is, <laughs> I'm sh- first You're of just all, saying, think I just about made it. it up. But I bet you a dollar if we searched for that, it exists. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm good at making up conspiracy theories, but they're not original. <laughs> I'm only good at them because there's a formula, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. 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 So that would make it a conspiracy theory, though. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, th- the theory is yeah. insert place that is difficult to examine or right. uh, get to by right. the general population. Drop is a, a government, a nefarious, <laughs> yes. Insert nefarious government activity. Right. Boom. That's, that is the exact yes. sequence. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. True story. So so let me tell you something. I've been fascinated by Nessie. As you were talking, I was remembering, I had a memory. You triggered a beautiful, fond little memory for me. Mm. I don't know what grade I was in, but we had to do an essay. And I was out of my mind excited to do an essay about the Loch Ness Monster. Nice. And I was, in fact, so excited, but also so unable to have access to the technology where I could include pictures of the actual, like images from the actual picture evidence Mm -hmm. that I drew them. So, Well, (laughs) as it turns out, so did they. I remember being absolutely positive that I was going to get at least an A plus mm-hmm. because wow. I, <laughs> I mean kudos to you on the self confidence. Yes, because I knew I was the only one in my class who hand drew mm. the images on their to make their essay better and. What grade did you get? I probably a C because I don't spell very well. Mm, and okay. I, I'm, I am two things. I am enthusiastic and not much of a speller. Okay. So you do not as do it well turns on out, essays. <laughs> as it turns out, when the jury asks for photographic evidence, they don't accept hand-drawn <laughs> <don't> accept <laughs> pictures. A, a nine-year-old drawing a picture <laughs> of a fin. No, it's true. It's true. Uh. I was robbed. It was definitely, a great, definitely robbed. It was a great essay if I had just learned how to spell. Well, the other, barring the nefarious government activity, uh, the other, another way I thought you could spin that into a more bona fide conspiracy is that it was a that the whole conceit of a, a Loch Ness monster was 
a ploy of the local governance to the, drive tourism. Right, the tourist board. Yeah. 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 Oh, lad. <laughs> Have you seen our Loch Ness monster? You should stop over, stay in the hotel, drink in the pub. <laughs> Keep your eyes peeled, ladies. Yeah. 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 I'm just here. Did you need to buy some binoculars <laughs> or a raincoat? <laughs> I can see that. Mm-hmm. They're thrifty people, the Scottish. Hey. They, that's, I don't even begrudge them that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm. Oh, I have mine in the wrong order because the next one I want to talk about, it doesn't matter. Nobody knows. Nobody can see our notes. Why did I even bring it up? Mm-hmm. The next one is near and dear to my heart. Okay. Because my sister-in-law claims to be from Australia. Ooh. She claims to. <laughs> that is a very specific word choice. Yes. Have actually moved here. To get married. She lives here now. She They live near Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, but she claims to have moved here from Australia mm, three or four years ago. Okay. To get married. Now, she exists. I have met her. Or have But there are people I have. Or is and, she just a figment of your imagination? Oh. I'll tell you is what, she the if ultimate, she is... Is she the ultimate Mandela? <laughs> right. If she is, it wouldn't surprise me because the first time I met her, um, they were on their way to... It was before they got married. And they were on their way actually to a family reunion here in Wisconsin. Um, so she is married to one of my husband's half siblings mm-hmm. who he had never met mm-hmm. um so they came along with his dad's ex-wife who is delightful and now everyone calls mom in that family okay um, and they so they came for a visit and when i for, so her name is Peta um and the very first time i met Peta, this is why I could be making it up. She walked up to me and said, Are you a hugger? I'm a hugger. And she hugged me. <laughs> and I'm like, Yes, I am a hugger. <laughs> so Did she, you have a chance to respond? She could no, or not you, really. You were just I mean, able I went to in respond for the hug. With the hug. I went in okay. for the hug. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, she was not one of those people who was like, I'll stand back over here and ask you. Mm-hmm. It was more like I'm on my way toward you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am now enveloping you. You should duck if you are not a hugger. <laughs> <laughs> so, some people think Australia doesn't exist. Oh, yeah. Did we say that part yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> and that is the theory that I want to talk about right now. Okay. It is near and dear to my heart because every time I come across it, I tag her. (laughs) And how does she respond? She usually responds to the affirmative that Australia does in fact exist, as does she. Mm -hmm. I mean, as she should. But. But. (laughs) 
<laughs> if you're really a true conspiracy theorist, you would understand. It's all a cover. That she's a paid actor. <laughs> <laughs> and they're making her say that. Mm -hmm. She is, in mm -hmm. fact, not ever been <clears throat> to any place, the fictional place called Australia. Yes. So. <laughs> now, which, which nefarious entity is... Uh, coercing her. I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. It's the British government. Oh, so okay. The, the theory okay. is... Uh, she is real, but she's a, she's an actress. Um, let me find it. I have to find which page, it on, page it's on. Um, oh, the basic theory is that Britain invented the convict colony of Australia as an excuse to execute all of the prisoners that they said that they were quote-unquote transporting mm. to the penal colony. 162,000 of them, to be precise. <laughs> and in order to cover it up, so they've had to continue this ruse of Australia existing <laughs> since, I think it... I, I should have looked it up when they actually, when Britain started transporting people, but I'm sure it was the early, late 1700s, early 1800s mm -hmm. that people started being transported to Australia as, as convicts. Um, so, <laughs> um, it goes, okay, so the author of the theory is a Swedish Facebook user named Shelley Florid. M nope. Um, Sorry about it. Yeah, exactly. Whose expose attracted more than 20,000 social media shares. She called it one of the biggest hoaxes ever created, <laughs> which is a pretty bold, which makes you wonder if saying that an entire continent and all of its people mm -hmm. doesn't exist isn't mm -hmm. the biggest hoax, what exactly? <laughs> what what's topping that? Yeah. What's the next yeah. one? Yeah. Where do you where do you even go from there? You don't there? even know. It's mm -hmm. so big. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she says that the things you call quote unquote proof, for example, the existence of my sister in law, wow. <laughs> are well fabricated lies. I mean, how does how do you explain traveling there? I'm glad you asked. Of course you are. <laughs> Today, everyone is in on the prank, it says, right down to airline pilots mm -hmm. who are ferrying the tourists to decoy islands and the actors playing the part like some real-life version of The Truman Show. Wow. Mm -hmm. it, it, before you said that, deep, bro. when I said, where are they going, that... It, the Truman Show is exactly what came into my mind. Yes. Yes. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I'm keeping an eye on it. I hope, I hope for my husband's family's sake she is actually who she says she is. But, <laughs> like, at this point. When are we going to have her on the podcast? The evidence That's what is I overwhelming. Know. Yes. That she doesn't exist. <laughs> we need to conduct our own investigation. Right. Right. But really, we should have her on the podcast. Uh, so 
I'm glad you say that because I really thought about it too. I just couldn't figure out exactly how to. We don't have to question her country of origin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, we do. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't met you before. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure you understand who you're working with at this juncture. Okay, so that that wasn't even my biggest one, but you right. go next. Okay, well, okay, which one? So this one, uh, this one became near and dear to my heart. So this, this theory, this is my last one. Uh, this is a theory that involves... The main character on a show called Murder, She Wrote, which you are familiar with. I am familiar, very familiar. You know who else is very familiar with Murder, She Wrote? Jimmy from Chicago. Oh, Jimmy. It's of course a fav- he is. favorite of his. Of course he is. So that's two. Peta, open invitation to the podcast. <laughs> Jimmy, open invitation <laughs> to the podcast. There. If you want to discuss either one of these things. Yes. Or both. Maybe or, both come ooh, at the same time. I don't ooh. know if she's ever seen Murder, She Wrote. Oh. Well, I don't, I don't want to bury a long tease, but uh, I am aware of a connection that Jimmy has to another segment that we discussed earlier in The Walking Dead. Yes. So Jimmy has a connection yeah. that we need to discuss on the podcast. Right. So, boom. Yeah. So that's where... Hanging on to that. All right, yep. We're putting yep. we're putting a big thumbtack in that. Right. It's a How's nail. that for a tease? It's a it's a, it's a railroad tie. <laughs> uh so a theory involved so for those who are, do not know, uh Murder She Wrote is a TV show, a murder mystery TV show in which Jessica Fletcher the main character is an author who writes mysteries, but then also solves mysteries IRL in real life. Right. So she is often brought on to the scene or stumbles upon a scene, which we'll get to, uh, and becomes involved and then is, winds up being the reason the case gets solved. So here's the theory that Jessica Flesher is actually a serial killer who disguises herself as a novelist and amateur detective. Oh, it's it makes so much it sense. It makes so much sense. It, so yes. I, I I I I forgot to say uh when earlier last year in May uh, we spent some time uh, staying with my father-in-law while my mother-in-law and sister-in-law were on a mission trip to Africa. And I became well acquainted with Murder, She Wrote. Right. Delightful show. Yes. Very fun. Uh, so then when I saw this, I was like, <gasps> no. So, Indeed. She is actually the serial killer who is the one killing all of these people and then, air quote, solving, solving the mystery. the mystery. So, and blaming it on someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. framing. <laughs> so the, the theory states, or the theory 
says, like, how, how else could she, again and again, and back to this air quote, randomly stumble on these right. victims, right? Uh, and then later figure out who it is. And this is my favorite part. Uh, and I'll, I'll quote this directly. Consider, too, that Fletcher lives in the cozy coastal town of Cabot Cove, Maine. Population 3,500. During the 12 years the show was on, 268 people were murdered. <laughs> which I would... laugh at the sentence, 268 people were murdered, but when you put the math together... <laughs> which would statistically make Cabot Cove the murder capital of the world. <laughs> Either killers are flocking to the New England village, or... Jessica Fletcher is a serial murderer whose gentle and pleasant British demeanor serves to throw people off her trail. Think about it. That is, that makes the murder rate in Cabot Cove 8%-ish. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Off the charts. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Math. 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 I don't know. Who, who knows Too math. high. I wish it was 10% because that would make more sense. Yeah. But slightly less than 10 in 100 people. Right. Knocked off. Presumably by Jessica Fletcher. Yep. She was all like, oh, I was going to go to the farmer's market and then I was going to work on my book, but instead I'll just eh, 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 step, step, step. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, 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 let me also posit <laughs> <laughs> that in, uh, let me also posit the theory that we have applied to an actual real life horror author yes uh the question how could you describe that in such a detail right having not having not right where does yeah. it where did the words come where, from mm-hmm. that you can describe it so realistically yeah stephen king jessica fletcher what's going on <laughs> what's the deal uh, <laughs> i don't want to follow that too far though i like that one I like that one a lot. Okay. So here's my final one. Um, when we were talking, when we were sort of pulling together the idea for the show, I mentioned in a 10-minute conversation maybe 68 times about the conspiracy <laughs> theory that uh, <laughs> Nicolas Cage is a vampire. Uh-huh. So I... If I did not clearly signal my intention that that was going to be oh, a thread I was I going to pull at, knew. I'm yeah. not even sure that you've ever met me. But just like any other thread, once you start pulling, you will be shocked at how long that thread is mm-hmm. and how much of the garment it unravels. Yes. So there are sort of two different genres of this conspiracy theory um, that you can follow. One of them is that there are a group of celebrities who are merely immortal. 
right? Okay. So not necessarily scary. Right. Not necessarily, right. But just they're here forever. They don't age. They don't age. (laughs) Paul Rudd is one of them that comes immediately to mind. I scrolled through, again, to the point of the rabbit hole you end up on. I scrolled through no less than five different articles yesterday (laughs) of just picture after picture after picture proving people like Halle Berry and I can't even think of any of the other. Tom Cruise, do not age. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. So there's just the immortal theory. I mean, I don't want to drop CGI technology on them as well. But just saying. I mean, plastic surgery. Right. But that's not what we're here to do. But all of those. But all of those (laughs) are long lists of people showing, oh, they looked very young ten years ago and they still look the same. Okay. Right? They don't even start to crack open the door of the vampire mythology, which includes pictures of people alongside pictures of historical people that are absolute spitting images for each other. Wow. So I knew that Nicolas Cage was one of the – because I have seen the picture and I have it. So I have a whole bunch of pictures to show you. Oh, boy. I will include the link that includes all of these. I picked my favorite. Okay. Um, But this article has maybe five pages of person versus historical figure that they look like, right? Okay. Okay. So, therefore, stating that they are indeed the same person. They are the same person. And they are vampires. I I gotcha. Now, what is... Now, are vampires the only... Mythical, immortal creature, being? I don't think so. Thing? I don't think so. But may, Well, maybe they're the only one that colloquially we believe have such an extended lifespan. I think there are other mythical, immortal creatures that probably have longer lifespans, mm. but not to the extent of a vampire, which the, the myth behind them is that they live thousands of years or thousands or, basi- yes, or basically immortal. Okay. Um, and well, also would be, have the form of a human. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. There used to be a show on, now I can't remember the name of it. Doc loved to watch it. Every week they were fighting a different, like, mythical-type creature. And they, it was always, like, popular culture has it named, like, werewolf. But there's this other actual name for it, and they were the stupidest names. And I hated that show. (laughs) That's all I could say. (laughs) He loved it. But it'd be like, oh, well, this person has all of the, like, this person has all of, like, is hiding that they have all of the qualities of, like, a wood fairy, right? Mm. But they wouldn't call it a wood fairy. They would call it, I don't know, a blue blot or something stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. This is not what we're dealing with. No. We're dealing with celebrities that are vampires. We're dealing with 
hard evidence. Hard evidence of celebrities. Are you ready for them? I'm. I'm gonna I hold guess. them up. Here we go. Because I want you. I, and I want to. I'm just gonna go through the list of the ones I have. Okay. But then I'm gonna share the whole article. Okay. Um, and I'm only going to do this. It's not good radio. No, I but know. I'm going to do it because I want to see your face. Okay. Okay. Wait, I'm going to fold this in half. Wow. So we can start with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, that's definitely him on the left. I didn't know he had a beard and mustache. And who is that supposed to be on the right? Him. <laughs> so that's him. That's him both times. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, unfortunately, this article doesn't say who these other pictures are. Some of them are just uh, old pictures. Oh, so. yes. Uh, okay. Well, that is, you know, the one that's Photoshop. Right? Yeah. Okay. The next one, Keanu Reeves. See, it would be more compelling if there was a, uh, if it labeled who it was. Okay. Supposed to be. But wait now. But, uh-huh. So, well, they, uh, some of these, they just don't know the names sure. of who those people are. Okay. However, but the Keanu Reeves one. They're actual is, photos of people, supposedly. Uh, I have another link that I'll be sharing. To a website that is literally called Keanu Reeves is Immortal. <laughs> and it posits that he was first, that we have quote unquote proof that he was Charlemagne. Wow. And then he was this gentleman who is who was an actor in the 1800s. Oh, it just makes sense. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, okay. You're not buying okay. it? You're not buying okay. Wait. Just wait. Don't give up. No, I'm. Here's a couple. Here's I'm a couple from your favorite ride, movie. Friend. You ready for this? Elijah Wood. <laughs> <laughs> right. Most definitely. That looks exactly like Elijah Wood. Like if you didn't say that. Well, this is also black and white, and uh, copy of a copy of a copy, but right. Uh, if you didn't say that that was a historical photo, you'd be like, oh, what movie was that? <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Now yeah. flip. Just flip, just flip to the next okay. side. Okay. And Orlando Bloom. <laughs> that one is almost That uncanny. one is striking. Right. Yes. Right. That Even like the hair. Like it's basically nothing's changed. <laughs> right. <laughs> Except, oh, now here, oh, I don't know that. I don't know the actor's name. <clears throat> but maybe, like, in our lifetime, he has already taken another identity. Do you think they would do that? Yeah. I mean, why they're not? What? They're mythical, so, right? you know. So, uh, so he, ooh, here's a conspiracy for you. In between the filming of The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, mm-hmm. he disappeared. Nobody knows what happened. And so they had to get somebody to play Legolas right. in The Hobbit. And then this other dude shows up. He's like, I pretty much just look like Orlando Bloom. Right. I'm going to do, let me, but, let me do yeah. this. But, so they already had the role of Legolas filled by then. Yeah. So then he got barred. Think about it. It's the, now you're moving down into the Avril Lavigne theory, which is a whole thing about how she she passed away. The singer, mm-hmm. she passed away and she was replaced, mm-hmm. and nobody knows. Okay, mm-hmm. but this but, would be the vampire theory, that right? He didn't like 
Right. He just disappeared for a while and then re-entered society as a different person. <sighs> Alec Baldwin? Yeah. Now, if I am correct, this, let me see, where that right there mm-hmm. actually is a former president. I think that is Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> but it is eerie, the yeah. similarity, true? Yeah. Steve Carell from The Office right there. <laughs> I know, <laughs> that right? That's hilarious. Oh, what a mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's handy that the uh, the finer details of this gentleman's portrait are blown out, right? So and or and or covered up by hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think yeah. I do assume that if you shaved some of these people, that they would look nothing alike. But and then oh, that must be that's my last page. Okay, okay. so that is the vampire theory okay. that these people are just around and they're vampires. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's all you have to say <laughs> That's to that. All I gotta Just, say wow. About that. I'm not <laughs> that is your way of saying. That is what you say to me when what you're saying in your head is I am not about to give credence to the shenanigans that you are putting out here. <laughs> <laughs> and if I say anything other than wow in exactly this tone of voice, you'll keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> True? Uh, not untrue. No. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> not nice. So those were our conspiracy theories. Those were, those were our, our fun and theories. crazy. That was good. That was fun. That that was. That Let's do that another seven thousand times. Okay. 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 I mean, there's. Uh, yeah, man. There. I mean that. That just had, like, there's an element to that, just celebrity lookalike or per, mm-hmm. like the doppelganger theory, right? That, right. That just is interesting and fascinating to look at side by sides. There's a, there's a guy who did a project, well, <laughs> it wasn't for school, it was while we were in school, but um, he would side by side people from the school, professors or students alongside celebrities, so... Fun. Similar appeal. And did he put you alongside Michael Sarah? No. Oh. I heard that separately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have to tell you, as you and Michael Sarah both age, though, you're aging apart. Yeah, there. So. I only ever saw, and uh, I would have to really search to find it. I only ever saw one photo that looked like that I thought would be a striking similarity. Okay. Um, but if I could find that and then find mm-hmm. a similar photo of me at that in in that yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it would be pretty pretty striking if only for a moment. Right. And you you bring all of the same charm that a Michael Sarah does. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I had never even heard of the guy until somebody said that. That makes it that much funnier to me. I just want you to know that. That's hilarious to me. He's fine. He's a good actor. Let's move on. Okay. You ready ready for your favorite? 
my favorite part of the show, yeah. creative soup. Oh, I should find some fun sound effect to throw in there. Like, well, like well we do have sort of a bubbling something in the intro. Yeah. We could just pull that out. Yeah, there's no need to because we're not sticking with this name. No, yeah, we are. No. Yeah. No, oh, we're yeah. just not. Something will come to us. If you have, if you, if you're listening and you have ideas for what we can call this segment, just go ahead, leave those on our Facebook page, exclamation QSO. Yeah. Don't don't worry. You don't have to bother. We've already got a name. It's lovely. (laughs) Call in anything at all. (laughs) Carrier pigeon. (laughs) Sue's begging you, please. Write it on a piece of paper. Put it in a bottle, throw it in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Someday you'll find anything at all that you want to do for a different name. Okay. Okay. So it's time for none other than creative soup. Mm. The part okay. of the show where we toss something awesome into your creative soup. Yeah, we could workshop that a little. I yeah. Yeah. First start is taking the name on. Do you want to start? Wow. Do you, what do you have? Wow. Do you want to talk about? Do we, I think we should jointly talk about the popcorners? Okay. Chips. Okay. Do you want to start with that? Since we both experienced that, so Vince suggested that we make a recommendation. And here. Oh That's yeah. the sound oh, of the yeah. bag. That's great. That they come in so. Just all of that. <laughs> that was a good bag sound, actually. Thank you. Thank you. I made that was fully. Mm-hmm. It was not, not mm-hmm. a bag at all. Um, and I certainly <laughs> did. I did not have to bring the bag down here to remind me what the name of the It's actually was. a stack of celery. Right. <laughs> yeah. It sounds so real. Yes. Um, a, so our recommendation for a snack food, mm. which you maybe didn't expect, listener, is a product called Popcorners. Hashtag not a sponsor. Hashtag not a sponsor. You you just put those to me as I walked into your office to I f- come down I literally here. forced you to try it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Twisted we, my arm. We we went to Costco a couple of weeks ago. Ooh. Um, and Fancy night out. We, I know, right? <laughs> uh, and we happened to see, I happened to see, a box of... 60 bags of these wow. for $8 maybe what? something what? like that it was definitely it was definitely under the $10 threshold because i don't buy if it's over $10 even you could have a thousand in the box and i still wouldn't buy it <laughs> cuz there's something that's about crazy it. though that's a good that's a really good deal i know right and uh they they come in that box that came in white cheddar Regular buttered popcorn and then kettle corn. Oh, and you they have are to bring in a kettle corn. Chips uh, made out of popcorn. And I am obsessed with them because they are delicious. Now, please give us your review. So I I ate a few, ate a couple. And you done, uh, as you have now on the podcast, before the podcast, you done blown my mind. It's true. Uh, because what I said was... This is literally the best parts of popcorn without all the downsides right. of popcorn. Without all of the foolishness yeah. <laughs> that goes around eating popcorn. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. They are soft-ish but have a crisp. They're flavorful. Popcorn is triumph. 
That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's our ad. Yeah. <laughs> now let's get let's get to real creative soup. What else you got? So I want to this will hopefully be a, a follow well, it will be a follow-up. This will be a follow-up. So okay. uh something that will hopefully be awesome. So last weekend, what is today? Tuesday? Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. It's oh, Wednesday. Days. Right. Time. What is time? So last Saturday, you texted me a a picture of an old camera and said, do you want this? It's $22. And I said, yeah. So you had left the store by the time I responded to you. You went back on Sunday, got it, brought it to me. Because I'm a good friend. Because you are a good friend. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and then I paid you for it because I'm a good friend. Because you're a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> and so it is a, let me describe it since I cannot show it to you, friend, listener. Uh, it is what a, a the words, a twin reflex camera. So if you have seen the older style cameras that have like two circles on top of each other, or one above the other. It is that style. So the viewfinder comes out of the top circle, and then the bottom circle is the lens mm-hmm. where the light will go in. And you look at it from the top. It's very cool. Uh, it was made, so they were made. We looked it up. It is a brown, oh, I should say, it is a brownie reflex something or other. Mm-hmm. And they were synchro, I think. Brownie Reflex Synchro. That sounds right. They were in production, so there wasn't a date on the box or anything, but they were in production from 1940 to 1952. Uh, Now, that that plays into a little bit. Uh, So what the will hopefully turn into something awesome is that after I figured out how to open it, I pulled it open, and I realized that there was a roll of film inside the camera. And not only was there a roll of film inside the camera, but that roll of film is entirely exposed already. Which means we have no idea what could possibly be on there. And so I found a place online that specifically says they process that style of film. It's not what we what is common nowadays for mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a different style. A Kodak one twenty seven to be exact. Um, you also you said there's a guy a shop in mm-hmm. Appleton to check out as well. So have not yet, but will get that exposed. Developed. Developed. It's exposed already. <sighs> You're going to get it developed. I have that in my mind. I have so, exposed in my mind, yes. There are a lot of things that could happen. There there are. So it's it's funny. So I, I want you to tell the audience the two things that you told me. And what's okay. great about those two things is my wife said one of them, and I thought the other. Okay. The two scenarios that I think that I want to mm-hmm. happen. Number one is that as a result of developing that film, you are able to help either solve a murder 
or missing persons case, mm-hmm. that that will just solve a very old crime, Yeah, which is an exciting idea to me. Mm-hmm. Or number two, second scenario I'm hoping for, is that you will find out somehow that the person who shot those pictures, I mean, specifically what I'm thinking is that person is somehow related either to you or to me. Mm. I want to get I want to get in on this just because I found it and purchased it. <laughs> so I just want you to know I'm trying to kind of claim okay. a little corner of that fantasy. Fair enough. For my own. Yeah. Especially because it is going to make me so angry if you solve a murder with it. And I could <laughs> I mean clearly I could have purchased you. it because yep. I did. Yeah. <laughs> and not only that, but Doc told you to purchase it. Doc did tell me to buy it and yep. then and you refused. Instead of buying it for myself, I bought it for you. Yep. Yep. Right. So I I was beyond excited when I, like, pulled it out, realized, like, it was it's sort of this progression, right? Like, I felt like, oh, there's something in here. Oh, that's the role of film. It's exposed. <gasps> and it was just, like, the possibilities. And what I did in that moment, so I, we, my wife and I want to make a video of that process. So immediately I shut the camera, <laughs> put it back in the box. And I'm like, well, we got to save it for the video. <laughs> so there will, whatever is on there, there will be some sort of video to come. So we'll, we will get them developed and then do some sort of like reacting to okay. whatever it may be. Okay. So are you going to develop them, take the sealed envelope, open the envelope during the video? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and that's part of your wife's whole idea that just every box you open from now on, you just have to get a video of. <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay. Right, yeah. And, you, and anytime I get another camera to add to the collection, I could right. better just, just, just in case. Worst thing you're going to have is a little B-roll. Right, exactly. <laughs> a little reaction shot. Right. Yeah. Okay. So... That that does move nicely into that transitions nicely into actually talking about that shop, which is a story I've been hanging on to, which I told you yesterday. Oh yeah. And okay, so we are not going into the wrap up yet. We have another well, oh. mini segment. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll make it quick. This I is me rubbing my hands together this is, in excitement because this was my contribution. Okay, to my part of the to creative suit. Just in general, this is my part of. This as yet unnamed segment. Um, <laughs> Murray Photo, right? We looked it up. Yeah. Murray Photo is the name of the Murray Photo. Murray, M U R R A Y. It made it sound like Marie. Oh. Murray Photo. Murray. It's in Appleton. We were in Appleton the same day we went to Costco, <laughs> as a matter of fact. Sweet. Um, so they are just getting deals all over the place. Yeah. So the shop is downtown. First time I wandered in there, it was because they used to have a farmer's market in the mall it's in. They don't have that farmer's market anymore. But what they do have is all of the information that would make it appear as if that farmer's market still exists on their website. (laughs) So we had one person tell us that the farmer's market didn't exist or that it had moved to a different spot. Mm. And that it was only monthly now. Mm-hmm. used to be every Saturday in this mall. And then we went to look for proof of that. And 
we didn't find a definitive answer. So we said, so I said to I said to my husband, there are two stores in that entire mall. Out of the five stores in the mall, there are two of them that I would actually like to go see. One of them is this camera shop. The other one sells tchotchkes and cute things like that. Um, and the other one I actually bought uh, War of the Worlds comic uh, coloring book, which is exciting. But uh, <laughs> um, we went into the Photoshop. We, we got there. The person who told us it wasn't there anymore was right. Mm. But the Photoshop mm-hmm. was still there. Okay. And I, uh, I was wandering around and looking around. And my poor husband, who he, he is cognizant of what a camera is. <laughs> and if I, I mean, I am almost an amateur, right? I don't even know if I could say, oh, I'm like an amateur photographer. I would probably even, would not even say that quite that boldly. <laughs> it's a whole lot of selling yourself short. There. But as ignorant as I might be, he is fully ignorant on what anything is. So he's following rather than, mm-hmm. and not to say, he's a very intelligent person. But I know very little. He knows nothing. Okay. <laughs> So he, all he can do, he can't even he he can't even look at something with interest, because he doesn't actually even know like what things are for. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> wow. So I, I don't like it. Sounds really mean the way I'm saying it, but I I'm actually trying to be empathetic, which is to say, how boring to walk into a shop mm-hmm. if you have absolutely no connection with what anything is, other than he does know what cameras are. And I have no interest in buying any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just saying it in such an empathetic way because when he wants to go into a video game store, that's how I feel. Fair so <laughs> we, uh, I'm browsing around, and they have a nice selection of used lenses, all in a nice glass case, right? Mm-hmm. And I find where all of the Canon lenses, because I have a Canon camera, are. And I am standing at the counter, and I am having the conversation with myself that I have every single time, and I know I need to get better about this, and the conversation is this. You probably wouldn't be able to choose a lens that would actually fit your camera. You're awfully bold to be looking at these lenses. <laughs> <laughs> Try and make a face that looks like you know what you're looking at. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. Okay. And he walk and the owner walks up and asks, you know, if there's anything, if I'm looking for anything. And I make the joke. Uh, I'll, I'll just take everything on this top row, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he said. Why don't you buy the whole store so I can retire? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I won't relate the entire rest of the conversation, but suffice it to say, those two opening salvos from two people were a really good way to start a conversation. <laughs> because I stood at that counter talking with the owner of this shop for a full 30 minutes. Wow. Doc stood there with me for a little while. And I could, I could, I'm watching him out of the corner of my eye. 
And I could see the look on his face when he realized, oh, this isn't ending anytime soon. And I, <laughs> I turned and said, if you want to go look somewhere else, just come back and get me. <laughs> and he had time to walk out, go up to the second floor, come back down from the second floor, walk around the mall. Now, there's not much in the mall, so it was mostly walking in hallways. <laughs> but, um, and then... Make a full loop. Yes. Only and then, turning right. Right. Well, turning right, because that's what you do, because those are doom rolls. And then come back and stand outside the store and wait for me as I had the most interesting chat with this gentleman about what he thinks about digital cameras, what he thinks about online retailers, what um, some of the pitfalls of buying. Obviously, he is a proponent of buying things locally, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, but I was fascinated to learn his, like some of his some of his thoughts on the wide availability of camera equipment and online mm -hmm. and how number one the fact that online retailers can sell things could up until the laws around uh, sales tax changed could sell things at a tiny margin lower Sure. Uh, meant that he lost out on a lot of business. Yeah. And also meant that a lot of photography equipment that people weren't capable of handling and were never going to use got into the hands of people <laughs> because they could buy it online without going into a store and being asked any questions and realizing that they were buying a $4,000 camera which they didn't need because they were never going to take $4,000 camera pictures. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then they could come into his store afterwards and say, I bought this stupid camera online and it doesn't work. And he could learn that it's because they bought a $4,000 camera and didn't know how to use it. Mm. Yeah. It was, it was a fascinating conversation. Yeah. So this really, without getting into any more details of the conversation, my recommendation is, and this is actually a thing I learned from my dad, that if you are interested in something, because this is my dad's theory with old cars, if you are interested in something, try to strike up the try to strike up a conversation with someone who has something to say about it, mm -hmm. and a lot to say about it. And if they are excited to talk about it, you will learn a ton. Nice. So what my dad will do, he told, I just learned this, is if he sees, uh, because he's, as I think I've mentioned on here, restores old cars, mm -hmm. antique cars. Um, if he sees someone with antique cars or maybe like a big garage and he can tell that they have cars outside or something like that, and he sees that person outside their house, he will just stop and talk to them. Wow. <laughs> I know. And he said and he said he has never, as long as they weren't like 
going anywhere. He, he really has never had anybody not want to talk to him. And he's had total strangers take him all the way through, like, all of their shops and all their whole collection and show him everything and let him look all around. That's so, great. So that, that is a Ron Winters theory of life that I am promoting. Okay. Yes. Very cool. It's a long way to get there, but there it is. Yeah, there it is. Ta-da! Jazz hands. Jazz hands. Now we can wrap up. You wanted to wrap up 45 minutes ago, but here we are. (laughs) We started early, and we have still managed to go overtime. Have we really? (laughs) It's a talent. It's bad. Okay, so then we'll we'll do the wrap-up, which is all of the links to our comprehensive research. Oh, Mm. P.S. One of the things I saw as I was looking for these is that Wikipedia itself is a conspiracy. So (gasps) I know. But we will include all the links (laughs) to our research, even if it's Wikipedia, on our blog, exclamationqso.com slash blog. Uh, Reminder, you can find us on anchor.fm. Just look for awesomeology. A-W-S-M- no, A W S O M O L O G Y. No E in awesome. Correct. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, um, or iTunes. We spell good. Right, because because we so good at spell. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. You can hear all of our episodes. And certainly do go back and listen to our back catalog of The Simplicity Show. We should plug that every so often because we Mm. put a lot of work into that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All of that. Do it. Thank you, listeners, friends, for tuning in. Tell us about your favorite fun conspiracy theory. This is Sue and Vince reminding you that life's awesome if you make it awesome. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 